Hey, welcome to the Publish, Promote, Profit podcast with me, Rob Kosberg. Every week, I interview thought leaders and experts who have used the book to grow their income and their impact. So tune in weekly for these interviews so you can learn how to use your own best-selling book and go from hunting for clients and opportunities to instead being the hunted. All right. Hey, welcome everybody. Rob Kosberg here with another episode of our Publish, Promote, Profit podcast. Um, always excited to be with you. And I have a great guest who wrote a, an inspiring, a powerful legacy book, Gabriella Kovac is a public speaker, speaking coach, and best-selling author of Holocaust Memoirs, Survivor Stories from the Darkest Days of the Holocaust. She's the daughter of a Jewish Holocaust survivor from Hungary. Her work is inspired by lessons uh, taught to her about strength, resilience, compassion in the aftermath of the Holocaust and the Second World War. Uh, she's become dedicated now to uh, public speaking and teaching people, helping to develop skills and confidence needed to overcome adversity, which we all face in a complicated and often cruel world. So, Gabriella, thank you for being with us today. Excited to have you on the podcast. Uh, Rob, thank you very, very much for inviting me. I think that's absolutely wonderful. Well, great to have you here. Thanks for being here from uh, the other side of the world. You, of course, uh, live in Sydney, Australia now, and we were just chatting about that. I'm over here in the States in Florida. And, uh, you know, I, I'd like to kind of dive right in. I mean, you, I, I'm from a Jewish background myself and uh, am always uh, intrigued, you know, by uh, stories like this. And um, unfortunately, I think for many of us, looking back in our histories, there's all kinds of successes and achievements and overcoming adversity. But oftentimes, our ancestors haven't, you know, left us a memoir. But you have. So I, I wonder what uh, motivated you to write it in the first place. Tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, what that was like in writing it. it. Must have been, you know, very challenging as well. So talk first about the motivation to actually write the book. Well, the main motivation is that since I was a very little girl, I watched my mother and the way she handled adversities and incredible obstacles. And I was absolutely fascinated and I wanted to work her out. I could never work her out because mm. she kept saying that she's in a magic bubble and nothing will harm her. Well, wow. And I, magic bubble, <laughs> didn't understand. Yeah. And one of the main things was I wrote the book because I wanted to understand myself or what this is about. And I thought if I write it down and put it in writing in front of others, I might get a more understanding. And once I started doing the public speaking, I'm getting more and more understanding of what the magic bubble is. Really? And yeah, it's an amazing, amazing adventure I'm having as well. Well, okay. So I'm intrigued. What is the magic bubble? <laughs> what do you mean by that? Maybe you could, you know, give us, uh, these are part of the lessons about strength and resilience, I assume. So tell me what you mean by uh, your mother's, you know, what she shared about her magic bubble. Well, all goes back to my grandfather. He kept telling her since she was a very little girl, that she was a princess, nothing, she's beautiful, intelligent, and nothing will harm her because she is in a magic bubble. Mm. And for her, it wasn't a belief, it was a total knowledge. So if you look at it, me translating it, I think it's a 
total self-confidence given to you by your parents that you can do and nothing can harm you. And within that, you can think, you can act. It's a total knowingness, I think, about yourself hmm. and what you can achieve in life. Certainly, that-, that must have been shaken during what she went through during the Holocaust. No, it was, that's what I'm saying. And it was not shaken because she just went through it. And that's why some of the adventures, she talked about some of the things that happened to her. And I've actually personally seen some of the things that she did. And it was magic. Right. There's no words for it. It was just, just magical. Hmm. So tell me, you know, for the person that didn't grow up with such a beautiful family relationship, right? Not everyone grows up hearing that they're a beautiful and a princess and nothing will ever harm them, right? Right. That's what I'm talking about. That's why I keep talking about it because that to me is just, you can only gain it by believing in yourself. Okay. That's part of what you speak on and that's part of the idea of the strength and resilience that you talk about. Yes, yes, definitely. That's what it's about. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I talk about, that you can achieve it yourself if you have no doubts about yourself and you believe that you are able to do that. And what was it like in the writing process of the book? Did you interview your your mom? uh, You know, was it just uh, story after story after story and and how she handled the stories? What what was the the actual writing process like with you? Well, unfortunately, she passed away. But before she passed away, originally, I wrote down, I think it was about seven pages. And I gave it to her. And I said, Mom, is this true? And she looked at me and she said, hmm, a lifetime, seven pages, pretty much. <laughs> that's the way she was. She was always sort of, that's the sort of person she was. Right. Yeah. And then, of course, I expanded it and put more around it. And that's how the book became a book. How did you put more around it? Did you do research? What was the process? I did a lot of research. I did a lot of research and I found with the research that everything that she did tell me was true. That's beautiful. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, and of course, a lot of it was after, because we also, it's not enough that we went went to Holocaust, we also went to communism. Right. So the communism, she had several businesses, would you believe? (laughs) During (laughs) communism. Yep. We were very, very wealthy because she had all these businesses that she, you call it the black market, I just call it incredible intuition. But isn't that illegal in a communist country? Didn't she risk imprisonment? Yeah, but she did go to prison once for 10 days, but they couldn't hold her. So they just let her walk out of the most infamous prison in Hungary called the um, House of Terror. And I went back to Hungary and got the documentation that it did happen. No kidding. The House of Terror. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, it was the. Oh, my God. Yes. It was uh, the Nazi headquarters before, and then it became the interrogation for Budapest. Wow. Yep. Famous place. Did you write much about communism itself? Did you write much about, you know, escaping that? Because you, you, your mom and your family obviously escaped it. You, you uh, escaped to Australia and, and grew up for the most part in Australia where you currently reside. So, you know, tell me about what that journey looked like. 
Uh, that was, again, like, as I keep saying, she was an amazing person. We had a revolution in Hungary that I mentioned to you earlier in 1956. And during the revolution, she said, that's it. I'm not going to stay in a country where they kill each other every 10 years. I want to go somewhere where it's warmer. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> she sounds like so, she had a wonderful sense of humor. An incredible sense of humor. But at the same time, she was just, just a very nice, very friendly person. But she could achieve anything by being very nice. Yeah. Amazing. Anyway, so she went, don't forget, we, we did have a lot of money. So after the revolution failed, she went to the Hungarian government and said, I'd like to have 12 visas, please, to Australia. How much? And they gave her a price and she paid it. That's exactly right. Yeah. And we came legally with quite a bit of money to Australia. Yeah. Not that it lasted, but we did come with a passport, with clothes, with paintings. We arrived to Australia. Yeah. Yeah. But then the challenges started because we didn't speak the language. We didn't know what to do. We lived in a garage for about nine months. But anyway, we were here and then life restarted and Again, she did quite well in Australia, and basically that's that's basically... Oh, yeah, there was just another little bit of thing that I wanted to tell you and share with you of her personality is when I got married, she said to my husband, I want to buy you a house. And he said, no. And she said, but I think that I want to buy my daughter a house. And he said, you know what? If you want the lottery, you can do that. In a week later, she won the lottery. <laughs> Sounds like she was it's, able to do uh, whatever she put her mind to. And then she played games with it because she just could. Hmm. But just, that's what I'm saying. It was just an incredible thing to watch. So you, you wrote a memoir. For someone to read it, obviously there's an entertainment value in reading a memoir. You're learning, you're growing, you're experiencing the ups and downs that somebody else experienced. Does your book also lay out a path for other people to gain strength and resilience? Do you talk about how to do that within your book, or is that part of what you speak on? She had some very interesting proverbs that she followed that she learned from her father. And I think that's one of the main things that I do pass on as a message. And one of them is, and I've seen her operate with it, is never, ever show fear. Even a dog can smell it and it will bite you. And I've watched her do that many, many times. If somebody attacked her or, or wanted to harm her, she went straight. She didn't show fear. It was, and I've learned that I had an experience myself once and it just came to me and I handled it. And if you can handle fear, if you can handle somebody who is, uh, can I say, attacking you or is trying to dominate you and you don't show the fear, they crumble. It's hmm. an amazing ways of handling it. That's a, Today, uh, that's a great proverb. What, what are some of the other ones? Do you recall some of the other ones offhand? Yes, yes. There's another one that, it's, um, that she operated on all the time is streets are paved with gold. You just have to know how to pick it up. Nice. So uh, the, the idea that opportunity is all around you and you should look at it with uh, abundance rather than with a scarcity mentality. Yes, yes. And there's another one also that, and she, you could see it because, then, you know, after she was sent into the prison and was questioned for 10 days and then she just walked out, 
she already knew that she was going to start something else and did. You know, it was, and the proverb was on that that she followed was, next to every door that closes, another one will open. And if you look at life and everyone's life, how many doors have you opened? Sure, sure. Very, very true. Speaking about open doors, you were sharing with me about opportunities that have come up because of the uh, the best-selling memoir that you wrote. It's going to be made into a, a play. Tell us a little bit about what's going on there that's happening, I guess, in Australia right now. Yes, it is. I was invited first by somebody else to write the play, then I changed it. And I've written it with, co-authored with somebody else. And it's it's... It's basically a very true story about her, what she did, and also about a very accurate historical fact about what happened in Hungary. Hmm. I think not many people know about, and it's right. it's an amazing story both ways. So it is going to be now the because of the COVID, we already wanted to open it once in now in August, which is can't be happening. And we got all the actors waiting, like you, you know, they all wanting to do this. Yeah. And we got invited to the there's a there's a very nice place in the suburbs called Five Dog. And it's now going to be opening. They invited because it's a club, it's a return soldiers club, and they sponsoring it and they handling all the ticketing and we invited there to put the show on for them. Wonderful. Congratulations on that. Yeah, and then we'll see where it takes from there on. I would love to have a movie. I think it should be a movie because it's inspirational, it's different, it's historical. Sure, sure, sure. Let me ask you this. What was maybe the biggest lesson that you learned in writing the book, whether it was something about your own need to have determination to finish the book, writing a book is difficult, or if it was yes. something that you learned about your mother or about being resilient yourself through the process, just what were your biggest lessons from writing this uh, Holocaust memoir? Able to confront what happened, it is you know, reliving it and confronting this, what happened in the past, it's um, it's not an easy thing to do, but it's very therapeutic. Tell me about that. How is it therapeutic? Obviously, confronting those kinds of demons, woo, how has it been therapeutic for you? I feel that regardless of any challenge that comes up in today, I don't buckle down. I handle it. I don't have a problem with it. I really don't. Mm. Doesn't matter what it is, doesn't matter how threatening it is, I know I can overcome it and I can face it straight on. Oh, that's beautiful. That's really well said. I mean, sure, after facing uh, those kinds of issues and, and those horrible, cruel challenges, of course, you know, the smaller problems of life should be able to just crumble before you, right? Exactly. But that's where the problem is. Some people. Oh, there's another saying that's nice. There's another saying that my mother said, which is very, very beautiful as well. And she kept it. I, I honestly, I don't remember her ever saying a bad word about anyone. And it is never, ever look into the darkness. Mm. It, you will come. You will what? You can't. If you look into the darkness, it will. You will succumb, or it will devour you away. Don't ever look into the darkness. And that's one of the main, I think that's one of the most beautiful things because I watch people in today's world that small things happen to them and they're off to the doctor and they're on pills and they can't handle anything else in their lives because something has shaken it instead of 
taking a lesson from that and moving on. Right. They actually succumb, which is just so very, very sad to me. Well said. Well, last thing, what would you say to somebody, you know, that wants to write their own memoir? Maybe it's a legacy book. They want to write about their business. They want to write about their life lessons, their success lessons, pass it on to their children, their future generations. But they've been, you know, they haven't done it for one reason or another. What would you say to that person that is considering writing a book like this? (laughs) Well, I think that you just go there and do it. There's magic in it. Once you start, and a lot of different philosophers have said this, once you start and you're willing to go to the other end, magic happens. And that's what I found with my, with me. If you don't stop, if you don't let the dark consume you in any way, but just keep going, you find magic. Hmm. Magic is within different doors opening for you. Like, why did it become, why, when I thought it, why did I meet somebody who's brilliant on how to put things onto Amazon? Why did I, how did I become a best-selling book? How did I get someone to invite us to put the play on? You know, it's all, it's all magic. It is believing in yourself Hmm. and seeing it to the end is magic in it. Wonderful. Well said. So, Gabriella, where can people learn more about you as a public speaker? Obviously, they can go to Amazon and buy the book. Again, it's called Holocaust Memoirs. Actually, I've got a copy of it. I can put it up for you. Put so it you up. Can. We'll also give a link to the book. There you are. That's what it looks like. Yep. Can you see? We can. Very nice. That's my mother's picture. Beautiful. And uh, the book can be bought through Amazon as Georgina Holocaust Survivors. Oh, you can go onto my website, which is www.gabriellakovac.com or onto my Facebook page. I have a Facebook page, which is again, Gabriella Kovac. Wonderful. I don't know how to find me, though. Excellent. Excellent. Gabriella, thank you for being on the Publish Mo Profit podcast. Congratulations on completing this legacy book and on all the success uh, that has come and will come. So thank you. Thank you very much, Rob, for seeing me and having a chat to me. It's been a wonderful, wonderful experience, and I really appreciate it. My pleasure.